Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Good afternoon. Welcome in once again here. Jimmy B and TC with you on the Big Talker 1700 here until 3 o'clock. Getting you through your lunch hour with a lot to get into. Iowa football at the forefront of the conversation. We got baseball. We got playoff hockey, playoff NBA. We got a lot of things to talk about and certainly a lot here on the local scene that we'll get into until 3 o'clock. As always, you can join me here at 515-264-1700. Jimmy B. away. He'll be back late next week. So, uh, hey, we'll battle through it. I'm still struggling, getting a little bit worse with the cold, trying to battle, trying to get through it, taking medicine, sucking down liquids, you know, going through what you got to do. We'll get through this together, no doubt about it. Good thing for you. Hey, we got plenty of good guests to talk about. We're going to talk some NFL draft today. Eric Galco from Optimum Scouting is going to stop by. We'll talk to him about the local teams, what the Bears going to do with three, the Vikings without a first-round pick. Could there be a possibility of something happening there? The Packers, the Chiefs, we'll get into that. Up at the top of the draft. And we'll also talk about the local prospects, uh, the guys from Iowa that are anticipated to go. George Kittle, maybe C.J. Beathard, of course, Desmond King. And Jaleel Johnson up there as well. Want to get his thoughts on those guys and, and just get a peek of uh, what those guys are going to do. This is the time, and, and I've said it throughout the last couple of weeks, and really over the last week and a half, this is the time you got to be careful. Because when you're looking at the NFL draft, I mean, there are smoke screens all over the place. It, it's difficult to decipher what is real, what is coming out. And you know, over with the Bears, who sit there at three, They've been incredibly quiet. You're just not seeing a whole lot of leaked reports. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that they're doing some shopping? They're trying to find somebody that wants to move up, making their requisite phone calls beforehand, and and just getting a feel of the league, the people that are interested in somebody higher in the draft, are they going about that? Do they love a quarterback? Is it a quarterback at three that they really like, but they don't want that to get out there? They don't want another team that might like a Trubisky or... Uh, Deshaun Watson, whoever it may be, maybe it's something like that. And they don't want somebody to jump ahead of them at two to get that, or even one. So just staying quiet there. Very interesting, though, and we'll get that. Eric Galko will kick things off here at about 12.25, talking some NFL draft with him. Thursday, that means Ken Silverstein will be by. we got a lot to talk about with Ken. We'll talk Big Ten football, basketball, as always, and uh, also his home base with Cleveland. The Cavaliers looking at game number three. And I want to talk a little American League Central baseball with him also. Kind of upside down right now. The Indians, though, had come back after looking great the first series. I said that was the best team in baseball. Talk about overreaction. That's that's what sometimes happens. You make bold claims early in the year. You're going to get in trouble. That was the case with the Indians. But they come back, uh, won the first two games of the series with the Twins and Game 3. It's supposed to be a four-gamer. Last night was rained out. But, uh... They'll get going here in about five minutes with the Twins, and it'll be Trevor Bauer for the Indians against Irvin Santana, who has been ridiculous. 3-0 record, a 0.41 ERA. He was incredible in the game Saturday against the White Sox. That guy is absolutely dealing. And as a whole, I mean, outside of the uh, game two nights ago, Twins staff has been incredibly good, much better than anybody could anticipate, both with their staff and with their bullpen. We'll talk about that. 
Maybe you can mix in a Cavaliers NBA question with Ken as well. That comes your way at 1 o'clock. 2 o'clock, we'll get into more baseball with Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. He'll be my guest. And then at 2.20, Tom Kakert of HawkeyeReport.com will get ready for the uh, spring game tomorrow night. And that's right. It is going to be an actual spring game. In years past over at Iowa, that has not been the case. What you and what it turned into is Kirk Ferentz kind of making the determining factor. We don't want guys injured. Going to go through. It's going to be a practice. There'll be some live 11-on-11s. But he's kind of started to swing back the other way. They got you know, the element with the expl- explosive plays. You get certain points for that. The defense gets plays for a tackle for loss and on and on. It's a cockamamie system. You don't really care what the score is, right? You're not getting a trophy if the offense or the defense wins. It's it's an inter-squad scrimmage. That's what it is. But you'll get to see 11-on-11 football. Four 15-minute quarters. They will have continuous clock going throughout it. Clock will stop inside of two minutes. But chance to see this team. And really see an offense and see if there is going to be changes. that We didn't get to see a whole lot a couple weeks ago at Valley. We'll be able to see more. Is it going to be the full system? No, absolutely not. It's not the case. This is going to be a work in progress. With new quarterbacks and with two quarterbacks really getting a whole lot of playing time, with splitting the reps, that means you don't have, uh, well, there's only a, a certain amount that you can get to, right? So for Nathan Stanley and for Tyler Wiegers, you know, if one of those guys had grabbed a stranglehold on the job, they'd be getting more snaps. That's not the case. Kirk Ferentz yesterday said this is a battle he anticipates is going to go into summer camp. And when they come back from Big Ten Media Days over in Chicago and they get back from that, they start practice a couple days later and still probably not going to know who the quarterback is. Concerning? Absolutely. But they've gone through this before. And they've gone through it pretty recently as well. And you remember back just four years ago, it was Jake Rudock, C.J. Beathard. They also had Cody Sokol, who ended up transferring and having just a monster year in his final season down at Louisiana Tech. But they had three guys. They went through it. Sounded like it was down to a two-guy race in the end. Rudock won that job. But they've gone through this. There's been other times. Remember Nathan Chandler and Drew Tate, who was a freshman coming in? There was a, a little bit of a competition there. Now, Tate... Became the backup that year, used a redshirt season that he could have had that year and instead went out there and played some mop-up duty. But competition, they happen. Kirk Ferentz, his group, they've done a good job with first-year quarterbacks. This one might be a little bit different. We'll see. We'll keep our eye on that one coming up tomorrow night. Tom Caker will join us to talk about that uh, coming up here in just a little bit. Let's get into In case you missed it from last night and yesterday, oh, there is so, so much to talk about. It's brought to you by our friends at Wolf Construction Roofing. If you're looking to fix that small leak or even a complete re-roof, they will help you out. Flat roof, sloped, pitched, everything. They'll do it all. Wolf Construction Roofing. Don't forget, call BJ, tell him TC sent you. He'll be happy, I'll be happy, and you'll be happy. You won't have a leaky roof. Nobody wants that. Let's get into it. Let's go with a little baseball Day baseball yesterday, including Dexter Fowler. Not the greatest of starts, and really that goes on down the line for the Cardinals and their offensive bats. The bullpen has been atrocious. It has been issue after issue for St. Louis. Yesterday, I didn't get a whole lot, but they got enough from Fowler. 
like they're going to go out and go spend a bunch of money to replace him. Fowler. Deep right. And it is gone. His second home run of the day. Both solo shots. His first two as a Cardinal. He drives in his first two as a Cardinal. And puts the birds back on top. It's 2-1 St. Louis. They hold on for the 2-1 to win. Michael Waka, he goes and gets the victory. Six and two-thirds for him. Gives up the one run in the victory for the Cardinals. But maybe uh, something to keep an eye on was down at the back end of the bullpen. Something that we had talked about really throughout the season for the Cardinals has been the issues that they've had in the bullpen. It hasn't been good. One of the worst bullpens to this point in baseball. It's a small sample size. We're talking about two weeks of games here. But you can see the Cardinals making the decision to go out there and bring in Trevor Rosenthal. Now, their closer, Seung Hong Oh, did pitch the previous two games. This is something that they talked about beforehand. But Oh has struggled a little bit, too. And as dynamic as that guy was last year, and over the last two or three months of the season last year, you're not going to find many better in baseball out of the bullpen. He was incredibly good. Hasn't pitched the same this year. Is it the adjustment the major league hitters have on him? Getting a little bit more tape? Certainly, that could be a real possibility. Rosenthal, though, we know that's a guy that can get things done, right? There's no doubt about it. He is a guy that has been highly successful throughout his career. He is a guy that has been in big moments and be able to get out of him out of that back end of the bullpen. Maybe it's not too crazy to think. Maybe Rosenthal is going to be back into that ninth inning role. Uh, also, Almedas Diaz, he had been struggling for the cards. Finally, he got in the right column with a single after 18 consecutive at-bats without a hit. That ends for the Cardinals in the victory. And, uh, well, got to be feeling better at the very least, right, if you're a fan of the Cardinals. Speaking of f- feeling better, so two nights ago, you got the Cubs down to the Brewers, down 7-4. Looks like it's over. Looks like they're on their way to their fifth consecutive loss. They come back. They get the win 9-7. Then yesterday, get down again. This time, Travis Shaw. He's got four home runs already for the Brewers. 1-1 pitch, and Shaw with a drive to right field. That is hit well, and that is gone. Travis Shaw over the wall and right, and once again, the Brewers strike in the first inning. Hendricks has not been the same here in the early portions of the season. He struggled, but the Cubs never went away. Two on, one out. The MVP at the plate, Chris Bryant. He comes up with a single to tie things up. 2-2 in the center. Base hit, we're tied. Chris Bryant makes it 4-4. Four four. Ties things up and a little bit of the magic starting to come back in Wrigley Field after last year trailing nine different times after eight innings. They came back and win. You don't see that. You just don't see that happen in baseball. Well, the magic continued. This time with two outs, a 2-0 pitch, Addison Russell. There's a drive! Deep to the left! Cubs win! Cubs win! <laughs> wow! 
Oh, Addison my. Russell. Oh, my goodness. Come from behind again today in dramatic walk-off fashion. Oh, baby. Three-run homer. A lot of smiles after that one, hopping around, having a good time, and a victory for the Cubs. 7-4, a day off for the Cubs. They get ready for a weekend series coming up as they will be making their way to Cincinnati and facing the Reds. The Reds in first place. Who would have thought, huh? Oh, we're two weeks into it, but still, it's a battle for first. That's something to get excited about here towards the end of April. Let's continue on. One more in baseball last night. Madison Bumgarner was on the mound for the Giants. You figure, hey, maybe the Royals are in some trouble. Ah, not so much. Jason Vargas outstanding. Here's Sal Perez extending their lead. Shallow center field. Hosmer read it right off the bat. No hesitation at all. Two nothing after the hit from Perez. That's how it ended up as the Royals continuing to try to dig themselves out of the hole that they had built earlier this year. Back to an even 500 in the American League Central. Looking at the standings right now. Yeah, Detroit in first. They're eight and six. And then a four-way tie in second. Everybody at 500, seven and seven. White Sox, Indians, Royals, Twins, all sitting at seven and seven. Day baseball today. It'll be the Twins uh, getting things started here. In fact, just underway in that one with Cleveland and Minnesota. Boston and Toronto, they're playing in the top of the third inning. No score there. And Detroit leading Tampa 1-0. Also got the Angels in Houston coming up this afternoon before we give way to night baseball. We'll keep you up to date uh, throughout the day on what's happening there in baseball. But we got more to talk about. Let's go to a little NBA. That's right, NBA. I'm hooked. I was excited last night. OKC and Houston. Fun game. The Big Ten nothing run late in the fourth quarter. Proved to be the difference. James Harden. Here's a highlight for you Harden fans. I don't know what you're watching. Can't stand watching this guy play. Here's a highlight for you, though, from TNT. More stronger and taking it up and scoring in traffic. Ariza and Brandon. Look at the charge by Harden. Pretty move. Great acceleration on that first step. He's got to be careful now. He has those two fouls. Kevin Harlan uh, on the call there on TNT last night. It just, like I told Wolfgang the other day, it's it's hard to really verbalize why I don't like his game. Maybe it has something to do with the beard. I, I, I just, the herky-jerky motions that he goes through, it's not fun. At Westbrook, I, he had so many opportunities late in the game. Shooting threes, they're down six. Two great looks at three-pointers. Couldn't get it done. 17-43. to 43. And though, yes, he had another triple-double, and I know people love talking about the triple-double, only got a lot of those assists early. Didn't have a rebound in the fourth quarter. Wasn't very good late. Speaking of late, stayed up late last night watching a little Golden State-Portland. Luckily, didn't have to stay out too late, though. This dagger in the third quarter put it away. Allow your boy TC to go to bed. Curry pulls it off from way down. Yeah, just a casual 28-footer in transition. No problem. Steph Curry continues to be fun to watch. Uh, awesome. Awesome last night and awesome that I was able to get some shut-eye 
after that one and ballooned up to a 20-point lead for Golden State, and they coast in for the victory. We wrap up here in case you missed it with hockey from last night. The Minnesota Wilds staving off elimination. Hey, they finally got one past Jake Allen. This gets it deep. Jake Allen can play it there in the trapezoid. The read by Boyle. Shot. He scores! The right place at the right time. And there's your payoff. Charlie Coyle gets the goal. Minnesota breaks the ice. Wild add one more and win it 2-0 to stave off elimination. The Blues still lead the series three games to one. Now they return back to Minnesota up in St. Paul coming up on Saturday afternoon. Two o'clock is the start time currently. Uh, That could change, though, I believe, because of what you have with uh, other series that might be ending. But as it sits right now, 2 o'clock, the start time with the Wild in St. Louis. Hey, you win that one. That pressure starts to mount, and we've seen it happen before in the NHL. Down 3-0, you come back. It's different. It's a different sport. The Wild, here's the frustrating thing. From my non-scientific hockey brain, I get it. You guys that watch hockey, you know a lot more than I do. But as I've watched it, they've looked just like a lot better team. It just Jake Allen's been ridiculous, and the breaks haven't gone their way. Momentum starts to shift. It's not too crazy. Not too crazy. Speaking of that, I'm going to have to take a peek here, see what kind of number I can get, find what kind of price is out there for the Wild to win this series. That was In Case You Missed It, presented by Wolf Construction Roofing. Coming back on the other side, we're going to talk some NFL draft, a look at the locals, a look at the national scene as well. With the draft, Eric Galko from Optimum Scouting. He'll be my guest coming up on the other side as we roll through. It's a Thursday edition. Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up, and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roof, sloped, or pitched, the guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Attention yards of America, now you have a holiday too. Toro Day is at the Home Depot with the lowest prices of the season on their latest zero-turn and self-propelled mowers, like a 22-inch variable speed gas mower for just $274. You save 45 It's the next generation of outdoor power from Toro. And it's one happy holiday for your yard. Get a fresh take on spring and the lowest prices of the season during Toro days at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Offers valid April 20th through May 3rd. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900, save thousands. 
Hey, golfers, Golf Headquarters, your one-stop golf shop is back at 2900 University Avenue in the Clock Tower Square in West Des Moines. Golf Headquarters custom launch monitor fitting from Ping Callaway TaylorMade Titleist and Mizuno will help you play better. Golf Headquarters serving Iowa for over 30 years is bigger, new, and waiting for you. Golf Headquarters is the place to buy your golf equipment and home to free custom club fitting with purchase. Golf Headquarters, 2900 University in Clock Tower Square. There are about a zillion different ways you can make a connection with the kids in your life. Like cooking with them, watching a movie with them, playing a board game with them, singing with them, <clears throat> even talking in a British accent with them. See what we mean? When you make a connection with the kids in your life, you help them grow up feeling safe and loved. And that goes a long way to make our community strong and healthy. Because connections matter. Learn more at becauseconnectionsmatter.org. Brought to you by Prevent Child Abuse, Iowa. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxedmoyne.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. Requires 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, back here once again. Jimmy B and TC with you on the Big Talker 1700. Still plenty to delve into across the uh, landscape, and we will 
talk about that. Get ready to talk a little NFL draft. Eric Galco with the Sporting News and Optimum uh, Scouting, waiting for his phone call. In fact, uh, might have him on the line right now. Eric, is that you? That's me. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> Not too bad. How are things for you? Oh, it's busy. It's busy, my friend. It's, it's a lot of calling teams and, and agents and kind of finding out where these guys are going. Without the quarterbacks going one-two like we have in the last couple of years, it's mm-hmm. really been a rat race figuring out who's going where. Well, starting with that, Eric, you know, I always like to caution people around this time to to start to make sure you're really reading what's out there, not just on Twitter, which you always have to make sure, is it a verified account that you're seeing things and things like that, but but there's so many smoke screens that are out there at this point in time. How difficult does that make the process for you and what you do? You know, thankfully, I'm not in a position where my job is not to break news mm-hmm. in the industry, and guys like Adam Schefter and Jason Lincoln and the list goes on and on are fantastic at what they do, but you know, it's their focus to break news. And what I'm more focused on is talking with teams about who they actually might take. And right now, a lot of discussions I have with teams are, hey, who are some late-round guys or who are some undrafted guys we can talk about? And then finding out their first and second-round plans is part of it as well. But you know, I take pride that I'm not one to be misled, thankfully. I think hopefully a lot of what I've, I've kind of found out over the course of the last couple of months has kind of come to fruition. And the Buffalo Bills and Mr. Pisky, that kind of connection, and many, many more kind of come organically with talking with teams and agents over the course of the whole process. So I, I definitely have a word of warning for everyone kind of following the draft on social media and ESPN, but, you know, kind of trust your gut. I think more importantly, look back what people were saying in February and March, because that stuff is usually what holds true. The April time period, especially this close to the draft, is always hit or miss on what most people are saying. Well, Eric, it seems like uh, most everybody here over the last month or so has zeroed in. Miles Garrett appears to be the top pick there going to Cleveland. How surefire is that? How much wiggle room do you believe that there still is uh, need position? There's a lot of them for the Browns there, and certainly one of the most dynamic athletes here in the draft. Yeah, I've been told that there is some people, maybe just a few people to one person in Cleveland who still wants Mitch Trubisky to be that first overall pick, and that person I've been told is not Hugh Jackson. Uh, Hugh Jackson wants Miles Garrett. I think what Hugh Jackson is kind of getting at by saying he wants Garrett is he believes he can – be successful and adequate with the quarterbacks they currently have on the roster and maybe a day three guy like Josh Dobbs and not force the quarterback need. Hugh Jackson has a fantastic offensive mind. I think he realizes, hey, I can I can make do in those six and ten, seven and nine as we keep rebuilding with a better defense and the offensive guys I have. So I think Hugh Jackson and the coaching staff wants to add one of the best defensive players of, of the last twenty years to their defense and keep bolstering there. But people in the building Ownership, as someone I've been told, is, is having interest in Mitch Trubisky because of his Cleveland connection. That's a guy I think they could be considering as well. And they're not going to get both. I'd be very surprised if they could. So they'll choose between what the coaching staff and what most of the scouting staff wants and Miles Garrett and what the ownership, who also picked Johnny Manziel just three years ago, wants a quarterback. So for people, and I'm sure around here certainly there weren't a whole lot of people watching a ton of North Carolina football. Not only mm-hmm. that, but Mitch Trubisky was a guy that – he was a backup until this year and, and played a little bit a season ago, but uh, last season put up some big numbers there. Now, he was behind a very talented quarterback that took him to, what, 11-1 season in uh, Williams. But tell us about this guy a little bit more. Why teams like him so much? Yeah, teams are excited about Mitch Trubisky because, A, they feel his offense can really translate to the NFL level, and it's going to take some cleaning up, as most quarterbacks from college to pro do, and they feel that it's a transition, not a daunting one, but the flashes Mr. Pisky has and his anticipation, his confidence under pressure, his willingness to take a hit, his athletic ability to navigate out to the pocket and still finish downfield, his vertical touch, all of these flashy things that teams want in the quarterback they see during the film block of Mr. Pisky. Now, 
the issues in most of that Stanford game are concerning outside of that fourth quarter drive. His Miami game is maybe the best and worst version of him throughout that game. So teams are doing a little bit of projecting and optimistic scouting, I'll call it, kind of finding out what's the best role for him to play in the NFL. But enough teams are excited. The Buffalo Bills, first and foremost, that feel that with half a year, even just a training camp of seasoning, he could be on the same level, if not a better version than Carson Wentz as a rookie. Hmm, that would be a good thing, and after the good start Wentz had a year ago. Uh, down at number three, one of our local teams here is the Chicago Bears. They could go defense. Maybe they go quarterback. It, one thing that has jumped out to me is the Bears seemingly have gone dead silent. You look at the Bears beat reporters, you know, people inside that organization, you're just not hearing a whole lot. Any idea why that is, Eric? I mean, doing a good job, and I know they're in a somewhat of a position of leverage because if the Browns go quarterback, First overall, I don't believe the 49ers want to take a quarterback at two, so they know they're kind of holding the keys for the quarterback market as well as if a team wants Leonard Fournette to trade above the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they have enough interest in trade. I think drumming up interest in the quarterback is also smart, but I think part of that is they're still kind of wrestling what they want to do. And last I was told that Patrick Mahomes might be their top-rated quarterback. Deshaun Watson also off. We talked about uh, in the media there in Chicago about maybe he's their top quarterback. But the question is, do they like these guys as – third overall pick good, or they second-round guys, so they'd love to trade up in the first round to kind of secure. That part I'm not sure yet, but you know, one, one source had told me that they believe the Chicago Bears may look to trade down to the eighth pick, swapping the Panthers going up to three to get Leonard Fournette, the Bears on the eight, and then take their quarterback. So I think the Bears are really exploring a lot of options. Bears want to take a quarterback in the first two rounds. I believe they will pick either Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, or Deshaun Kaiser in the second round. So they want to leave with, I think, one of those three quarterbacks in the first two rounds, but they're going to try to see what they can do in moving in round one, moving up in round two, and what their options are as the draft process gets closer. But I think they're still figuring a lot of things out right now themselves. Eric Galco from the Sporting News and Optimum Scouting joining us right now on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Uh, the Bears, another thing that's been talked about a little bit is the safety position. And, you know, with the with Hooker and with Adams from LSU, two guys that uh, look to be incredible players and a chance to be up there, we just don't see guys picked that high at the safety position anyway. Uh, your thoughts on those two guys and if that could be a position the Bears look at at three? Yeah, you make a great point as far as, especially at safety with Jamal Adams, normally Cooker of Ohio State, the one they consider. If a safety is taken with the third overall pick, that will be they have the most guaranteed money for any safety in the NFL on a year-by-year -year basis. So taking a guy that high is certainly going against the grain in terms of getting a good value for your first-round pick, which is what a lot of these first-round picks can be for teams who are trying to rebuild. <clears throat> but I think it's a, it's a value pick for the Bears because they want to kind of bolster the secondary. They have some pieces in place. They've had a lot of free agents the last few years to that defense. I feel they're, they feel they're much closer than maybe other people on the outside feel they are. I think Mike Lennon can get them to – eight wins if they have a sporting cast around them. But I think they like those safety cornerback. I think John Allen of Alabama is really in play. I was told if he's, if he's there, he will strongly be considered if they don't go quarterback. So I think it's an outside chance for Marshawn Lattimore or Jamal Adams. But I think both those guys fall a bit on draft day. And Jonathan Allen may be the pick for the Bears if they don't go quarterback at third overall. Let's go to uh, next south down to Kansas City. The Chiefs pick at 27 in the first round. Uh, plenty of needs offensively, either the quarterback of the future, maybe the running back of right now, plus some other spots out there. What do you think Kansas City's looking to do there at 27? Yeah, I think they're probably disheartened at all the Patrick Mahomes buzz right yeah. now. They'd love to get Patrick Mahomes. And that's a guy who Chris Ballard, who was there, basically their assistant GM while with the Chiefs, had watched and gone live to see Mahomes play three times this year. So the Chiefs 
are clearly enamored with Patrick Mahomes and would love to have him get a full redshirt year behind Alex Smith before 2018 when Alex Smith is much easier to take off the books and they can kind of still home as a quarterback in the future. But now, what was once thought of as moving up from 27 to the mid-teens, they may have to go from 27 to the top 10 to secure their top-rated quarterback. So I think if that quarterback, they could look linebacker, Hassan Reddick of Temple, the guy that I like, they could look kind of bolster their defense even more, get the best defensive back available and kind of keep that a strength. Maybe at a receiver, though I think that's probably unlikely based on the pieces they have right now, especially with Tyree Kill's emergence. So I think they'd love to get a quarterback. I think Mahomes is their target. If they don't get Mahomes, they're continuously playing, maybe bolster that defense a little bit more and find that quarterback in rounds two or three. So uh, the Vikings, of course, without a first-round pick this year after the trade to bring in Sam Bradford. Uh, they moved out in free agency, worked to help that offensive line with Mike Remmers and with Riley Reef. Still work to be done, though, along the offensive line. Spielman has been a, a longtime guy that has liked to move around in the draft here. Can you envision a scenario where the Vikings move up, if not into the first round, earlier there in the second? Yeah, he's done it before. He's done it before where he's had three first-round picks while starting the first round with just one. So yeah. um, he's done a great job at kind of taking advantage of the guys on his board that are great values around one and is not afraid to move up to get those guys a lot and sacrifice his late-round picks. So I think part of that's because the Vikings have done a fantastic job and undrafted free agency and finding guys who can fill their roster spots, finding starters on day three, which is how great teams stay great or be successful. But the you know, Vikings still need a lot of help. I think mean, they using the draft to kind of add more to their offensive line, maybe find another offensive centerpiece to kind of help Teddy Bridgewater or Sam Bradford, whoever that quarterback will be, grow more next year, especially with Adrian Peterson now officially out in Minnesota. So I think kind of adding that offense is what they need to do. They can they can trust their defense with Mike Zimmer to kind of stay successful and they invest in a lot of recent first and second round picks on that defense. Now it's time to kind of add as many reinforcements to that offensive line to the skill positions as they can to make their quarterback successful and hopefully get them to the playoffs and really a wide open MSC North uh, that has a chance them to be one of the best, if not the best team in that division next year. Eric Galco, Optimum Scouting and Sporting News with us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. You can follow Eric as well on Twitter at Optimum Scouting. Uh, one more here with a local scene for us, and that is the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Again, Ted Thompson didn't do a whole lot in free agency. That's got to irk Aaron Rodgers again, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I think he has a reason to do so in that the Packers have been so close. They went to the one school, which is certainly the feather in the cap of Ted Thompson and Aaron Rodgers, but they have all the talent to get back there. They have the receivers. They have enough running back guys that even with Eddie Lacy and James Sarkstown, they still find a running back in Ty Montgomery. The offensive line lost some guys in Freedom which is certainly, I think, where they want to add at some point in this draft class, but really adding their defense is first and foremost. they got to keep that, maybe turn that into a strength, their secondary was really poor last year. A guy I like a lot, Toby Aluzzi, cornerback from Colorado. He's a guy they may pick if he's available late first round, but also looking for pass rushers, guys like Taco Charlton of Michigan, that they didn't watch out for. But if I had to guess, I think Ted Thompson wants to leave round one, go from pick 30 to the early second round, get another top 100 pick to add to that offensive line and, and get a guy he likes a lot early in round two. Eric, you mentioned Taco Carlton. Uh, that led me to a question on a couple of Michigan guys want to get your thoughts on, and then we'll wrap up with a few here from the state of Iowa. One of the guys at Michigan, Amaro Darbo, the wide receiver, grew up here in Des Moines, went to Dowling Catholic High School. Uh, What kind of draft grade do you have on him? Uh, Third rounder? Where are you looking at with Amaro Darbo? Yeah, we have him as a top 100 player uh, in this draft class. He's in that second, maybe third tier receiver. There's that top tier with Mike Williams, Don Ross, and Corey Davis. Three guys all expected to go in the top 35, 40 picks. That next tier of guys who still can be a friend's number one guy, or a solid number two. We believe Mara Darbo belongs in that category. The NFL teams 
are kind of hit or miss. And I think Darbo's ceiling is going to be as a very reliable and efficient number two guy who's going to thrive in the short and mid-range of the offense like he did at Michigan. And well, he doesn't have a guy I want to trust vertically all the time. He's a guy who could be a quarterback's best friend. Him and Isaiah Ford of Virginia Tech, two guys that may go a bit later than maybe they should because they didn't test through the roof and don't have this tremendous vertical ability or upside or length, what have you, but could be third-round picks that could be instant starters in the NFL. Not unlike Stephon Diggs, who just two, three years ago was a fifth-round pick and became the Vikings' best receiver. I think Amara Darwell can certainly be that as well. And one more there, Jabril Peppers. I, I just mm-hmm. I, I struggle with it. I'm sure a lot of people in the scouting world are struggling too. How does he translate? You know, some teams feel the one team I know feels he's a running back, and that's partially because they don't like him as a safety or a linebacker or a cornerback, and they know that hey, he's going to be a really talented runner no matter what. Um, as for his draft grade, some teams feel he's a second round guy; they wouldn't pass on a late round one. Some teams feel they just throw him a fifth form and, and won't take him because they know he'll go earlier than they pick. I think two or three teams in the top 25 picks want the real peppers. Feel he can play a slot cornerback, a safety, a linebacker spot. But his issue is that he's too light to play linebacker. He's even too light to play strong or free safety. Only one clear interception in that game against Ohio State on a kick pass over three years as a starter. Struggled a lot as a cornerback as a sophomore. It's hard to find where an elite talent like that with so much upside is really going to play in the NFL early on. So I think he's a gamble. He's a chess piece for a team as a rookie. He could become one of the best defensive backs in the NFL very quickly, or he could be a guy who we like a lot, and we can see where he could become, but never gets there if he's in the wrong defense in the NFL. We wrap up here, Eric, with a couple of Iowa prospects, starting with one that a year ago many felt could have been a first-round draft pick in Desmond King. That mm-hmm. doesn't appear to be the case anymore. Uh, speed has always been a question mark for him, an incredibly sound tackler, or the best you're going to find in the game. But for him, is he a cornerback at the next level, or is he a safety? Depends on who you ask. I think if he can play a cover two spot and maybe a little bit of man press, mm-hmm. he can be a cornerback in the NFL. I think more teams value him as a guy who can do a little bit of both, but more likely as a safety and a nickel cornerback. But I think he certainly has a lot of teams interested in him. I don't think any team is going to have him graded as you have beyond the fourth round. I think a lot of third and fourth round grades and a handful of second round grades. But, you know, it's a remarkably strong cornerback and safety class. There are a handful of teams that really need cornerback and safety help that I know will pass in the position because how deep this class is. So I think Desmond King is talented. I think in most years he's still going to be a top 40 pick in this draft class. He could fall to the end of round three, and I won't be surprised. It's going to depend on a team kind of falling in love with his versatility and feeling he's an immediate fit in their defense for him to go any higher than the top 60 picks. Jaleel Johnson, the defensive tackle for the Hawkeyes, uh, well, he, he single-handedly kept Iowa in the game against Michigan when they pulled the upset in the first half. Had a safety. I mean, you just don't see many guys with that uh, kind of size that can move like he can. Could he play in a 3-4? I mean, he'd have to bulk up a lot more, probably, what, add another 25 pounds to play that. Could he play in a 3-4, or is he strictly a 4-3 D-tackle? Yeah, I think he's best a 4-3 D-tackle. We saw that kind of penetration he had in that Michigan game and other games where he could win so quickly off the snap and stay low, violent with his hand, and initially get penetration. I think he could fit a 3-4 as a nose tackle for schemes that are okay with undersized guys. You look back about five, six years ago now, Tank Johnson was a guy for the Bears and the Dallas Cowboys. He played nose tackle at pretty much under 300 pounds mm-hmm. and was remarkably impactful as a penetrator. So you're, you, what you're lacking there is certainly his run capability and being efficient in the short area. But Johnson, I think like Tank Johnson, can be a guy who can cause penetration by disrupting a lot of scrimmage, can keep guards and centers off balance instead of being a two-gap guy 
you know, if you just cause a lot of havoc on the interior. So I think he's best as a 4-3-3 technique and finding a home as a pass rusher or a penetrating specialist that you can't really trust in rundowns. But he certainly has a home in the NFL. And in really a weak defensive tackle class, he could be one of the top three or four guys, depending on which team you have. George Kittle, the tight end that it seems like uh, the scouts absolutely love this guy. Your thoughts on him? Yeah, I think it's it's a good, not great tight end class. We'll see two go probably in the top 20 picks or the top 15 picks. And after that, Evan Ingram of Ole Miss, Bucky Hodges of Virginia Tech, and then it's kind of a fair game for whoever team likes the most. George Kittle certainly has a lot of buzz. I think he fits the athletic prototype you want in a tight end and plays the NFL. And I just want to be a capable blocker, can work in the short area, and has more than just letting Jake Butt off or the short area pass catcher. Kittle can be more than that. So I would say his ceiling, depending on how teams are going to value his workout and his athletic upside, could be a third-round pick. Outside of that, I think he's probably going to be someplace early on day three and hopefully find a home where he can be a number one tight end in due time in the NFL. Finally, one more for you, Eric, and we'll let you run. That is the quarterback for the Hawkeyes, C.J. Beathard, a guy with some NFL uh, pedigree, certainly, with his grandpa, a longtime GM in the game with the Chargers and with the Redskins. Uh, came in for a lot of people as maybe one of the top senior quarterbacks. Didn't have a very good season this year. His wide receivers were absolutely dreadful. Your thoughts on Beathard? Is he a draftable guy right now? Is he a guy that might have to go the free agency route? Yeah, I was optimistic that he could have a great senior bowl when I was out of Mobile, Alabama. He was you know, a weak senior quarterback class. I thought he could really step up along with Nathan Peterman. And Beathard selfishly let me down a little bit. And I thought he would kind of man up and, and take control of the pro-style offense. Those teams were on something he ran in Iowa. But he struggled. I think a lot of that is due to his arm talent. And the arm talent's not there. When you're questioning your ability to make throws down the field or on the perimeter, you have to hit a lot more, and that was part of the reason he struggled during the senior bowl practices. So, and that didn't win over a lot of scouts. That being said, I think his pro-style background, a lot of things he does well, footwork, decision-making, um, you know, short area, high-low reads, all that's there for teams to be an easily translatable guy. He's a guy I think teams can, at least some, can find comfort that he can be a backup quarterback in the NFL. So, I think teams watch out for the Colts and the Chargers, two teams that need backup quarterbacks who want to invest a day three pick at a quarterback, and that's what it certainly has a connection to both of those teams. So I think he'll be drafted by one of those two teams probably late on day three, maybe in attention for one of the seventh-round spots for those teams to find their backup quarterback and, and not waste too high of a draft pick. But I, I think he'll be drafted for sure. Well, we're a week away from the NFL draft. It kicks off. Eric, I know you guys have a, a lot of great stuff up, including your draft guide over at Optimum Scouting. Tell people uh, where they can go if they want to get a look at that before the draft a week away. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, the draft guide is something that NFL teams buy frequently, and obviously people in the media have access to it, but it's 300-plus scouting reports, about 1,000 players ranked, and uh, and analytics, the work as far as what you may need to kind of know what's going to happen on draft day, and more importantly, once your team finishes the draft, who are the guys you just got? But the best way to find it is twitter.com slash scouting. It's pinned to the top of my profile page, also in my bio. Link's on there. It's just $10. You get it yourself immediately through electronic delivery within 24 hours, and Hopefully you can find some enjoyment out of it as you're watching the draft over next weekend. Yeah, looking forward to it. Eric, hopefully uh, we can catch up, if not before the draft, one more time, certainly afterwards, and put a cap on things. Really enjoyed it today. Thank you for your time. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. That's Eric Galco. Again, follow him on Twitter at Optimum Scouting. You can also find his work over at the Sporting News. We'll come back on the other side here. Still lots more to come. we got Ken Silverstein set to join us in the next hour. Matt Snyder talking baseball at 2 o'clock. Tom Cakert on the Hawkeyes at 2.20. And a little bit of news to talk about, Iowa State basketball recruiting. We've been talking about it a lot over the last two weeks. Number one of the four open scholarships has been taken. We'll talk about that next year as we roll through the Thursday edition. 
Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700, live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. Big news, big talk. Join me, Diana Kelly, every Saturday morning at 10 for what's happening in your neighborhood with Inside Iowa. On 1700 KBGG. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Kubota's Orange Opportunity sales event is going on now. Take on the tough jobs in a powerful Kubota Standard L-Series. With the right combination of dependable horsepower and ease of operation, they're perfect for the independent property owner. Now get financing as low as 0% APR for up to 84 months. Now through May 31st, 2017. Call toll-free 1-800-794-4992 for details about cost and terms. Come see Jake at Capital City Equipment in Des Moines, just off I-80 on 2nd Avenue. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code des moines to take advantage of mike's four-pack special you'll get 50 percent off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping 1700 KBGG and Malone Motorsports have lined up a bass-kicking boat giveaway. Your chance to win a brand-new 16-foot low 160 Fishing Machine Pro Series boat with a 60-horsepower Mercury Marine motor and a new trailer valued at $17,500. Hey, you can stop by Malone Motorsports in Monroe anytime to drop your name in the box or go online at 1700kbgg.com. On April 29th, we'll be throwing a party to give the boat away with 1700 KBGG. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite 515 262 Star. Call today for next day installation 515 262 Star. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hey everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Jimmy B away, the mice will play. Jimmy B back next week, late in the week after a vacation. This guy needs a vacation, like I need a hole in the head, but there he is, out sunning in funning. Jimmy B, he'll be back with us next week, though. Uh, Iowa State, as it's been a big conversation piece here, and and just how different college basketball recruiting is. It, it's it's so interesting to me the way that Iowa State has built their program and what they have become, and it's still a destination spot. You know, I was always of the opinion that it worked out very well early in Fred Hoiberg's tenure, that early on, Iowa State became the destination for the top-level guys. And a couple years ago, Louisville went out and they brought in two fifth-year players. And you saw more and more of that happening with the top flight programs, you saw more and more of them start to get involved, start to become interested. But the great thing for Iowa State, even after the coaching state change and Coach Prome coming in, is they've still maintained that level of trust, that level of respect nationally for transfers that they always take a look. And it's a name that is always mentioned out there. And, and that is due to the success the guys have had from DeAndre Kane to Royce White. I mean, we can play this game for a long time. There's been a lot of them. And what the staffs have done building those guys up, for the most part, not a whole lot of trouble out of them outside of one case. It's It has worked incredibly well. And even at this point, even with more and more of the national powers that are involved with the transfers, with fifth-year guys, it has become more prevalent. Iowa State has still maintained that level of respect that you get a lot of the prospects looking at them. And that's, well, obviously such a good thing for Iowa State to have. And they landed their first four open scholarships for Iowa State. So four spots that they can go. Now, some people believe that they're going to maybe, depending on the what guys they get, maybe only go with three scholarships here and hold one over for the next class. That's a possibility. You can go out. You can maybe look at multiple fifth-year guys. There's a lot of different avenues that they can go. But what we do know is they land last night, Virginia transfer, Mariel Sayak. And uh, Shayak is a guy that you might remember 
You saw him play Iowa State just a couple years ago in that Sweet 16 game over in Chicago. You look at the numbers, they're not going to blow you away. Now, average nine points a game, two and a half rebounds as a junior, shot 33% from downtown. You look at the numbers. Remember now, this guy has a year to work, but he also played at Virginia. He played at Virginia, which year after year is one of the slowest-paced teams in the country. Remember Tony Bennett. That's Dick Bennett's boy. They don't play up and down. It's not a frenetic style that you see out of Virginia. Now, how those numbers translate, more up and down, certainly more possessions that you're going to play in a game. Good pick up there. No doubt about it. And now you know, the question remains, who's still out there? Elijah Brown, the fifth-year grad transfer who will be eligible to play. That will not be the case for Shayok. Shayok uh, will sit out next season and then have one year of eligibility. But Elijah Brown comes in this weekend, the transfer from New Mexico. Average 18 a game, can fill it up. Maybe not a great shooter, but he is a scorer. Igor Kulichov, he is off the board, the fifth-year uh, transfer from Rice. He committed earlier this week to Florida. Shakir Justin, that's another one that they're looking at, junior college guy that they had visit, uh, what, a weekend ago. UNLV, DePaul, maybe Kansas still involved with him. And then next weekend, it's Ed Morrow. It just, the roster construction here matters so much about what Iowa State's going to be next year. There's a lot of excitement about the class coming in. Obviously, Wigington, the biggest crown jewel, if you will, of that group. But I told John Walters yesterday, I love Terrence Lewis. I think that guy is going to be an incredibly good Big 12 player. Just love the game that I've seen out of him. A lot of people, McNeil, he's been uh, getting a lot more pub as of late from down in Texas. they got a group coming in, but for this year and for the next couple of years, solidifying what they're going to do with their scholarships, incredibly important, and one of them lands with Mariel Shayak from Virginia. We'll come back. Ken Silverstein coming up on the other side here. It's Jimmy B and TC. 1700 KBGG is a big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up, and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoine.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the spa at West Glen. Napa know-how. 
Why buy the dual cam sports action and dash camera from Napa for $69.99? Because it's the only dash cam that's also an everything else cam. So you can record yourself being safe on the road or attach it to your helmet for dirt biking off-road. Because like this camera, you're a double threat. The dual cam sports action and dash camera for only $69.99. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 4 17 it's the final days of Mattress Firm's once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's your last chance to save up to 70% off Tempur-Pedic and Sealy. Plus, take up to $2,000 off floor models from Sealy, Tempur-Pedic, Hampton and Rhodes, and others. We're liquidating every Tempur-Pedic and Sealy in stock to make room for the next generation of innovative sleep products. Only at your local Mattress Firm while supplies last. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com circulars. Product offer and prices may vary in Hawaii. This is Charles Osgood. Five times more hires are made through Indeed.com than any other job site, according to independent research. Imagine a lottery that had five times more winners or a Sunday with five times more touchdowns. When you're hiring, it makes five times more sense to use Indeed. Right now, Indeed is giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Allergy congestion, cut grass, cat on the sofa, dust in the carpet. Whenever allergy congestion makes you feel trapped, break through with Allegra D for 5-in-1, 24-hour multi-symptom relief. Allegra D combines a non-drowsy antihistamine with a powerful decongestant for fast relief that starts working in just one hour. Break through allergy congestion with Allegra D. Use only as directed. Guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com. Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, I need some things for the office, but money is tight. Well, now at Staples, we're celebrating HP Savings Month. You'll find big savings on great HP products all month long. Save big on HP? How big? Right now, get up to 